Hi, it's Glenda. And I'm Lisa. And we are Two Black Moms and a Mic. Between us, we have six kids, four boys and two girls. And we're here to talk to you about everything from diapers to degrees. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we're going to talk about college and decisions. Right now, it's December and a lot of people have gotten their information back from colleges that they have applied either early action or early decision. And you have decision to make, maybe. But we're actually here really to talk about why you really shouldn't share that information with the general public, particularly your classmates, your classmates' parents, because it's a private decision. You need to make your decision about where you go to school a family decision, not a social decision. And the reason I bring this up today is because I was just talking to someone and their daughter got accepted into a school, let's call it Harvard. And a couple of her classmates were appalled that she got into Harvard. And they were appalled because she's a black girl and they thought she may have taken their spot, which is insane, but it happens a lot. It even happened to Lisa 40-something years ago. This is kind of a sensitive subject, but as two Black moms having raised and gone through the college process six times between us, we felt that it was an important issue or topic to address with our listening audience. And yeah, believe it or not, you know, 40-some years ago, when I was a senior in high school and going through the college process myself, I worked at my high school newspaper and I was just, you know, getting my things together outside the office. And I overheard two kids who were in the office who didn't know that I was right outside. I was the news editor for my high school newspaper. They were talking about me and about how I had gotten into a college that I ended up going to. And they said that I only got in because I was black. And that really hurt me. And I was really devastated by that. I mean, I was very aware of, you know, being black in a predominantly white school. So I certainly wasn't living under a rock. But at the same time, these were students and friends that gotten to know through my extracurricular activities. And so, you know, they knew what kind of student I was. I was a good student involved in student government and high and softball and the high school newspaper. So I was like really shocked and upset when they made the assumption that I only got into the school of my choice because of my race. And here we are, 2021, and it's these assumptions are still being made. And still going on. Yeah. I wish I could say out of my four children and the numerous schools that we applied to and we were accepted to that none of them experienced this, but unfortunately they lost friends once they were accepted into some schools. Some of their classmates didn't think was fair, but they didn't take into consideration the workload, the academic workload that the students, in my case, my children were taking or their extracurricular activity or their test scores, which were off the charts. They didn't think about that. They just looked and said they must have gotten in because they are Black. Well, that's not why they got in. They got in because they were good. And then to be totally honest with you, if being black finally helps someone get into something that they really wanted to do, then I'm all for it. But don't think that that was the reason. Don't put that on their shoulders because they were in that same class with you and they were doing the same work and they were performing. And I was upset when I heard the kids were actually experiencing this in 2021, but I don't know why I was upset because it's been going on for so long. And I just wanted to talk to parents about making sure you keep the process of what your children experience during this college process in your home. 
You don't need to share where you're applied. You don't need to share where you got accepted, deferred, or denied. None of that information needs to be shared outside of your circle so that it doesn't come back at you in a negative way. Because that leads to a lot of stress during a senior year that's already stressful. And just to underscore the fact that I'm a big believer in educational diversity and diversity in schools and diversity in colleges. And the point, though, of Glenn and I addressing this topic on the podcast is that even diversity is a very, very important element for colleges, for high schools, I think, for any academic environment. And I'm a huge supporter of continued diversity, especially in the area of race. I mean, Black kids need to be represented at all academic institutions. But what becomes hurtful is when any other academic achievement that they've made is overlooked by their non-Black counterparts and they're told that they only got something because of their race. I mean, that's very hurtful to hear for most Black students, I think. And so in order to alleviate that somewhat, we have found that it's probably the best strategic move for families to keep their college application process private and within the home rather than share why among other parents and their friends. Or social media. And certainly in social media. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so with us today, we've got Dr. Sandy Smith. She's an expert in family medicine in Richmond. She's been on the ground working with patients since the beginning of the pandemic. And she is going to provide us some insights on dealing with stress, particularly for high school students going through the college process. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Smith. Nice to be with you, Glenda and Lisa. Yeah. So tell us, how do you think that parents can help their kids deal with sort of the stress of getting back into school, following learning in your house, do the whole telework educational environment? And for the seniors, they've got the additional stress of applying to college and taking standardized tests and going through college interviews. What's your insights on helping high school students deal with kind of the mountain of obligations that they have in front of them right now? As for all people, children, teenagers, just like adults, need to focus on their mental and physical health, especially during these stressful times, dealing with corona, dealing with application to colleges, dealing with their academic load. So focus on self first. Get rid of all the distractions, all of the negativity, that recommendation about not sharing, about where you're applying and where you got in is an excellent one. Don't invite criticism. Stay away from social media if you can. Unfriend people who have negative things to say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Focus on yourself, healthy habits, eating right, exercising, getting enough sleep. Those are all important for us to maintain our physical and mental health. That's so true. It's kind of hard for students now because there's just so much on them, plus with the demands of any sports and extracurricular activities. What do you think in terms of maybe diet? So families should sit down together, and these are things you have to plan for. Plan your meals so just not caught off guard, you're tired, you get home from practice, you got to do homework. Plan ahead two to three weeks, plan out your meals, simple meals, healthy foods. Families can make up shopping lists together. Try to avoid the fast food. Think about preparing meals that are simple to make. Throwing in the crock pot, that's a really good one. You can prepare healthy meals. You don't have to spend a lot of time doing that. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Stay away from the junk food and the processed food. 
carve out a little time for exercise. But the key is planning ahead for these things so that you're able to think ahead and not be caught off guard about what you're going to eat now or find yourself going to the fast food restaurant. Thanks, Dr. Smith. That was really good advice. And hopefully our listeners will take heed to that. And I just really want to congratulate the students who have been accepted to their early decision or their early action schools and the parents for being there and being supportive. But your job's not over yet um, because they still have to finish off their senior year, want to tell people where they're going, want to tell people that they got deferred. And then they have fortunate to event if they got rejected, they're going to need a lot of good hugs because no one likes being rejected. That's all I have to really say about the subject. I just felt it was necessary to let people know that if their child is experiencing some of the things we've discussed, that it is not unfortunately an unusual occurrence, but they need their families there to help support them and to love them and to remember that there's over 3,000 different colleges and to not get hooked on any particular school. If you didn't get in, then you have your break in January to apply to a different school. Yeah. And I just want to add too that if you keep your college process that you're going through close to the vest and keep it close to kind of make it a family process and don't sort of talk about it openly, but just keep it kind of with your family. In the end, all that matters is the end result, right? Where are you going to go? Or what are you going to do? You could tell people, you could decide to take a gap year, but people don't necessarily need to know your personal process because it is personal to you. Important to remember that if people are under severe stress, they're really not able to cope, they really should reach out to mental health providers. But just from the day-to-day stress, one good exercise is to focus on meditation. A moment every day to meditate, mindfulness. If you don't have an exercise that you already are doing, there are several online that'll teach you how to meditate. Take a moment. This actually is very good at alleviating stress. Have a private moment where you everything else is sort of out of your mind, and this will help you sort of cope with whatever you're feeling. And But do remember, when you're feeling extremely depressed or suicidal, reach out to a mental health provider who can assist you with those needs. Yeah, that's great to know. Thanks, Dr. Smith. Thanks, Dr. Smith. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for joining us today. This is Glenda. And this is Lisa. Two black moms and a mic, and we're signing off. 